0: Guy Poppy, we made it back together again. Finally, man. Yeah, it's
1: been uh over uh over a week now at this point. Two episodes missed. Yeah. Um, we apologize for the wait. Um, for those of you that did not know, um, after the Tuesday episode last week, my man Holman here got the flu.
0: Yeah, woke up Wednesday feeling like I got hit by a fleet of buses. Right. And he te- and he texted me and he's
1: like, "Hey, look, I have this, this not going on." And I kind of dismissed it. I'm like, "Oh, he's all right." I by dismissed it. I mean, I'd, never like, I never texted me back. I never texted him back. I didn't really I didn't really think too much of it. So I texted him Friday. I'm like sitting here playing PlayStation waiting for him to give me cuz he calls me, he tells me he's on his way every every, every Friday. And um I'm like okay. I'm waiting. I text him. I'm like, yo, hurry up! I'm getting a little hungry because we always get lunch before we before we start recording too. And he's like, bitch, I have the flu.
0: I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm not coming. I got the flu,
1: right? So we didn't record last Friday. So that's that's the reason because of that. Tuesday we didn't record either because I then got sick,
0: not with the flu, not but not with the flu. I did not give it to anybody.
1: Yeah, um, I did not get the flu. I had a I had a cold. Um, I could have recorded, but I just I, I opted for rest instead. smart decision right it was a smart decision i mean i slept for like a good 14 hours on tuesday um do you remember any dreams from that 14 hour span no i was like i was zonked it was a it was a deep deep sleep
0: fun fact you always dream you just don't always remember them it's part of the rem cycle Hmm. you always dream you just don't always remember them interesting fun fact
2: for
3: you interesting Anyway, you're like, wow. Okay, that was useless. Here we are, we are back for another episode.
0: Apologize for the wait. We weren't happy about it either. I also want to clarify that. No, no. because um, this is like, this is peak NFL
1: time. It is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, really, any every time is peak NFL time. Um, the way that we kind of follow it now.
0: Yeah, we, well, and you enjoy it as much as we do.
1: Right, right. I mean, I mean, now we're always looking for something to talk about during, during, of course, during football season, there's always shit to talk about. All season, there's going to be tons of stuff to talk about, even though there's not going to be a lot going on. Um, but yeah, right now, peak NFL time, we didn't get a chance to talk about divisional games. Um,
0: didn't get a chance, to, and now... Yeah, we didn't get to talk about the divisional matchups, like before or after the matchups? Right
1: now, at least we do get to talk about conference championships. Uh, of course, we'll, we'll review what happened in the, in the divisional round as well.
0: But you guys probably know at this point.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll just, we'll just give you like our 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 takes on the game and, every, and everything like that. I have I have some I have some strong opinions that I gotta that I gotta get out there that I I have not been able to talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, uh, dude. I still I, the the Twitter notification popped up and I'm just waiting. <sighs> I'm just, wait, I know it's not happening anytime soon. So
3: what? We're on day, what is this? Day 10, since we've lost to the Bengals now at this point? I think
0: it's more than that.
3: 11 now, maybe? It'll
1: be 14 on Sunday. 12. So So now we're on day 12 of the Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson contract. (laughs) Watch.
0: And I know it's not happening anytime soon. You and I talked about this yesterday, because once again, we're both like, we're both just like itching for it. We're like, oh, right. dude, we got to talk about it because there's so much that happened. There's been so much that has happened. This might actually turn out to be a pretty long episode. I apologize in advance if it is. Oh, I don't. I, I really don't. Yeah, it was, that was just me being a courteous, uh host here. Uh-huh. <clears throat> do still have a little bit of a cough. My apologies. I so, do apologize for that one. So do I.
1: I'm still. I'm still a little like nasally. Not as bad. I'm much much better now. Um,
0: but. Yeah, so I do still have a little bit of a cough. do apologize in advance for that. Also, don't apologize for the long episode because there is a lot going on. It's a great time to be alive. Um, mock drafts are picking up. Uh, all the networks are doing them. We're doing them. Uh, Poppy and I have been sending stuff back and forth to one another about like different trades, um, primarily for the Ravens, um, that they could be made. Um, we'll talk about them, too. Yeah, they, yeah, they 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 will be discussed. I have I have a I have a hypothetical
1: I didn't bring up to you yet. I want to get your opinion on it later. You spicy little turkey sandwiches. Yeah, when we when we do end up talking about it. Um Holman, enough wasting time. Let's just fucking get into it, man. We got, <sighs> yeah. We got wasted a, enough
0: time. We wasted a week.
1: We got <laughs> right, right. We we got we got a lot to talk about. Um so let's just jump right into it. Um we'll kind of we we'll, We'll go back in time now at this point. We'll talk about what happened with the divisional games, how they played out, our takes from that, uh what we thought, what we didn't what, what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh so on and so forth. Let's see. The first game was The Jags and the Chiefs. Jags and the Chiefs. Um Chiefs ended up in this game twenty seven to twenty. Um the Jags hung in there a lot better than what I think a lot of people thought. Um say what you want. Um, the Jags, it's, say, say what you want. Oh, Patrick Mahomes got hurt in the game. That's why the Chiefs were in it for so long. No, the, the Chiefs are actually, uh, the, the Jaguars are actually a lot better of a team than what people think.
0: They were a Jamal Agnew fumble away from potentially winning this game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like Jamal
0: Agnew just forgot that he had to move forward with the ball in his hands.
1: Yeah, for real. I mean, I mean the, the Jaguars team, it's, a, it's an up and coming team. They still have a lot to work on in order to get to that next level of a consistent playoff contender. um, The fact that they're in a really, really weak division is going to help them out for years to come.
0: Well, having Doug Peterson, who is a top five offensive mind in the league, as your head coach, and then with Trevor Lawrence. With
1: the young and moldable Trevor Lawrence.
0: Yeah, TJ and I were actually talking about it um, earlier today. He asked me, um, is Doug Peterson the second best offensive mind in the NFL behind Andy Reid? I told him no but I give him top 5.
1: Yeah, I would give him top 5. I don't think I don't I don't know who you could say is second. It, it's kind of like a
0: Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan to would, me. Would
1: would you say second?
0: Kyle Shanahan's number 2 behind uh Andy Reid. So my in my in order is uh Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, Doug Peterson, or Sean McVay. I could I could flip-flop either one of them at 3 or 4. Mm. And then at 5 is Mike McDaniel. <sighs> From the Dolphins. That's my top five offensive minds in the NFL. I think LaFleur is good at putting together a run game. That's fantastic. I've had enough of offensive people with run games. Yeah. Um, I think Brian Dable's another guy you can throw in there too. Dable's up there. Dable's more like he's just like a quarterback whisperer. Yeah. Like he just understands the quarterback position. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's something that I've never really like thought into before. That's something that I, have to, I would have to give a, have have to give a lot of thought to. That's my top five. But like I've said, yeah. I've said it to you before, and I know I've said it to TJ. Um, what Shanahan has done with his quarterbacks, like it doesn't matter what quarterback you put in his system, it's gonna work. Like yeah. his system is foolproof. Yeah, his his uh, Kyle Shanahan's
1: system is so simple, yet it's so complex at the same time that it works. P- quarterbacks get it, he like he can explain it to people easily. I mean, look, Brock Purdy was the last player he picked in the entire draft.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. I mean, granted, he was like a three-and-a-half-year starter at Iowa State. Right. Um, So it's not like he didn't have the reps at a high level. I mean, Iowa State still, I mean, it's a Big 12 school. Right. Like, like, he's playing some good competition out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, also, it also does help the fact that, you know, he has, I mean, I think if you, like, looked at the beginning part of the season, you would look at the... You look at the forty nineers uh, playmakers and think to yourself, it's, it's it's okay, but of course everybody knows who Debo Samuel is now at this point. Brandon Ayuk has emerged big time. He runs a damn good route. George Kittle's back on the map. I mean, trading for trading trading for Christian McCaffrey obviously is, is is a major improvement compared to anybody you have in that backfield.
0: Well, that one two punch with him and Elijah Mitchell is fantastic. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell's just he's just fast. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, Chris McCaffrey's just a do-it-all type of guy. Yeah. Anyway, um, before, let's get back to the Jags. I just had to, uh, like, we were talking about Doug Peterson. I was like, he's... Right. He's okay. a top five offensive mind in the league. Okay. No, let me, I mean, Let me wrap it back in. San
1: Francisco's a game that we're going to get back to eventually. Um, but, yeah, Kansas City ended up winning this game. Patrick Mahomes did get hurt with a high ankle sprain in the game. Um, it didn't
0: look great. It kind of looked like he should have broke his leg.
1: Yeah, yeah. The way, the way that the defender fell on his leg, it looked like he should have broken his leg. Ultimately, he didn't. High ankle sprain. Um, Kind of a lead-up to the game coming up this weekend. Um, He's fine now at this point. He, I'm sure he's not fine, but full participant, it's not limiting him at all. And turns out Patrick Mahomes on one leg is still pretty fucking good.
0: Yeah, was it Nick Wright from Fox Sports? What'd he say? uh, there's, There's two quarterbacks... Or he's it, the order of quarterbacks in the AFC right now is Patrick Mahomes one, Joe Burrow two, and at number three is Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes on one, one leg. Foot, yeah, <laughs> yeah and um, I was like, you know what? He's not wrong.
1: Uh, ultimately, Kansas City under the punch of their ticket to their fifth, fifth straight AFC title game. Um, so congratulations to them. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a very big Chiefs supporter. Um, I actually. And very envious, henceforth, I don't like the Chiefs, uh, for their success. Um,
0: oh, yeah. It comes from a place of jealousy.
1: Oh, oh right. I mean, I mean, whenever, whenever you say, I genuinely, like, whenever you say, I don't like this team, this person, 99% of the time, it's a case of jealousy. Uh, there's a one percent case at the time,
0: which we're gonna talk about, of course. I will openly admit if it comes from a place of jealousy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the same. It's the same thing with Tom Brady. You know, I did not like Tom Brady because I was jealous of the success that the Patriots had, and I was jealous over what they were able to do against the Ravens the majority of the time. Yeah. Now I can appreciate things for how they are, and we've also had Tom Brady's number more often than not as of late. So, it, so it makes it a little bit better for me. Um, but going on to the other matchup in the AFC would we'll have stuck on that side of the, of the playoff bracket. Cincinnati Bengals went into uh, the Buffalo in the snow. Had all the makings of a matchup made in heaven for the Buffalo Bills. They play in the snow. They love the fucking cold. Cincinnati gets cold, but not as cold as fucking Buffalo. That Cincinnati Bengals offensive line is depleted. That defense should go
3: off. Cincinnati controlled this game start to finish. Buffalo had no business being in this game whatsoever.
0: So, what actually it actually hurt Buffalo that it was snowing because it slows down the pass rush. Everybody will tell you snow is a quarterback's best friend because it slows the defense down and you like it's almost like playing pitch and catch out there with your receivers. Right. Um so the snow actually hurt Buffalo, which is why Dude, I don't get why Buffalo doesn't build a fucking dome. It does not make sense to me. They're literally building a new stadium, and they don't want to put the dome on it because it, quote-unquote, gives them a competitive advantage. And I think that's bullshit because every team now in the NFL has heated benches. Yeah. They have the heated mats underneath the benches for their feetsies. Yeah. They have those big-ass parkas. They have those huge like jet engine heaters on the sidelines, too. Everything's heated. Yeah. Like, the point that you say we get a competitive advantage from the weather in Buffalo, the point that the weather has to get to for your quote-unquote competitive advantage is going to be a disadvantage for you, too. Right. Unless you're playing a team like Houston or Miami, where they're used to playing, like, indoors and down south, right? and you play them outside... In the cold weather, then maybe, to potentially, to some degree, you have a, a, an
1: advantage. But when you, look, when you look at the rest of the—their uh, their division, specifically, because they had three teams—the same three teams travel to their stadium year in, year out. Two of them are in the Northeast to begin with.
0: Yeah. And Miami, they went into Buffalo this year one on of a the, snowy day.
1: One of those teams is further north than they
0: are. Exactly. And Miami almost beat Buffalo. Yeah. In Buffalo earlier this year during a cold, snowy game where the refs had to yell at the fans to stop throwing snowballs on the field.
1: And they almost did
0: it again in the in the wild card. And they almost did it again. Um, it doesn't create an advantage. Yeah. But let's also be like, I'm just like I'm a realistic person when it comes to the NFL. Um, the Buffalo doesn't have a run game. Hmm. What plays well in the snowy, cold weather? A run game.
1: If you want, if you want to see the advantages of ha- of having the run game in Buffalo specifically in a Buffalo snowy weather game, there is a very very good highlight tape you can go on YouTube and find of Lashawn McCoy running all over. Yeah, I can't remember who it was.
0: Yeah, I can't remember who it was either.
1: But who I there was a game where they had it was it had to have been every but of four foot of snow on the field. Yeah. Like uh, four foot of snow is a bit of an exaggeration, but it was a lot of fucking snow on the field and Lashawn McCoy ran
0: all over that fucking team and they had no chance. No chance. But Buffalo likes to throw the piss out of the ball. They can't run the ball effectively at all. Right. And yet they want to they want this competitive advantage of the weather and the snow and the cold. It doesn't make any sense. If you want that competitive advantage, well, you got to play that brand of football. Mm. That doesn't, that's not what the brand of football you're trying to play with the team that you've constructed and the coaching staff that you have. Right. You have a quarterback that wants to throw the ball and can throw the ball a country mile. And you want to throw the ball. You want to get pass-happy with it. Well, then build them a dome. Take the weather elements out of it.
1: Like the the way the way that Josh Allen plays quarterback, the way the way he throws the ball, how hard he can throw the ball, and how well he can throw the ball, he's 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 pretty much weatherproof. Weatherproof, exactly. He 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 can throw it through any wind. He can throw it through any any type of uh per, uh participation <laughs> precipitation. Right. Um. He he can he can really throw it through any type of weather. So that doesn't really affect him as much. But you know you have to be able to run. You have to be able to run the ball in order to counteract what you're trying to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, what was it? Uh, it was last season. The Bills versus the, uh, the Patriots, where they were playing in like 50-mile-an-hour wins, and Mac Jones threw the ball three times because New England ran the piss out of it. New England ran it down their throat. And won the game. And won the game. Yeah. What competitive advantage? Now, granted, I think that was in uh, New England and not Buffalo. But still. But still, that like, that's same, same type of game. Right. We're going to run the ball in the snow, in the inclement weather, and have that competitive advantage from the weather. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Like, look, I like the Buffalo Bills. I have no quarrels with them. Like, th- I think they're a good organization. Um, I know a lot of Buffalo Bills fans, all of them are fantastic. I'm not trying to shit on your team. One of my neighbors are, is, a, is, a, is a fan of the Bills. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to shit on the team. I just think it doesn't make sense. Like, if, if you can take it all out of the picture, And then, like, and you can have, you can give your quarterback an advantage by taking the weather out of it. That's fantastic. Like, like, think about like just those games where, think about them hosting the Chiefs, and it comes down to that. You know, Patrick Mahomes gets the ball in overtime, whatever. Now the ball's inside. Your kicker has an advantage. You don't have to necessarily get the ball as close in those shootout games. The Bills are like. The best way I've heard it described is Colin Cowherd saying they're like a, um, they're like an old Mike Tyson where they don't have a jab, but you still have to watch out for that hook. Their run game isn't there. They don't have the jab. Right. But God bless if they still don't have that hook. So you're going to get into the shootouts. Play indoors. Our shootout game versus your shootout game. I like our odds.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if you look at a team... Perfect example if you look if you look at a team like the Ravens, the way that they the way that they defended the Cincinnati passing game for two straight weeks, if you throw too high safety at a team the entire time, yeah, you're going to give up a lot of yards in front of you, but the point is they're not going to get you're you're not going to get burned by the deep ball
2: yeah i mean and, and, we didn't.
1: and, and it, right and and that is one thing that Buffalo really prides their passing game on is Stefan Diggs sitting behind you, Gabe Davis using his speed to get behind you um Isaiah McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, what's his name, Shakir? Yeah, I mean all the all the all those guys getting behind you and Josh Allen just letting that fucker rip. Yeah, because like I said, he can throw the ball a country mile. Yeah, and all and all the guys they have on the team that are fast enough to get under that ball. Um, I will say I will say two more things about this game before we do end up switching to the NFC side. Um, well, really, it one, it's. Kind of 1A1B with one of them. Okay. The Buffalo Bills are the first team since 2015 to be preseason favorites to win the Super Bowl and not even make the cham- conference championship game. Okay. The other, the other one was, Seattle, was the Seattle Seahawks when they were on their run of t- t- consecutive Super Bowl appearances and then they, they didn't make it the third to Um year. But I think there are a lot of underlying issues in Buffalo that have to be addressed. Oh, yeah. Th- there are a lot... A lot of issues because right now you have Josh Allen who's still trying to play hero ball. Sean McDermott's seat is hot. It's hotter than you th- It's ho- it's than what people think. N- granted, ha- like you you can sit here and think to yourself, what the fuck are you talking about? They're literally they're literally the second best team in the AFC. Are they
3: seating wise? Se- seating wise, they were the second best team in the AFC. They um beat the team that. Ended up having home field advantage. About
1: you, make an argument. They have. They have. Make an argument. They have the most complete roster in the NFL.
3: Make the argument. I don't think it's a strong one, but I think you can. Um. You can't be this good and keep coming up that short. Eventually, it comes back on coaching. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think. Buffalo is a team
1: that benefits extremely well from the players that they have on the field. I agree. I don't think I don't think their coaching is all that good.
0: Well, I mean, if you just take a look at it, like let's look at some other, let's look around the league. Let's look at some other coaches in sort of similar positions. John Harbaugh. Very good team, very good roster. There's people calling for his job. They've made it into the playoffs, but they haven't really done a lot in the playoffs. People calling for his job. But J- John Harbaugh is a good coach. I agree. Tennessee Titans, Mike Vrabel, very good team, made it to the playoffs, haven't done much in the playoffs,
3: people calling for his job. You look over at Dallas, Mike McCarthy, very good team, made it to the playoffs, haven't done anything in the playoffs, people calling for his job. Yeah. Green Bay, Matt LaFleur. That's a higher seat than what I think people think, too. I agree. Very good team future Hall of Fame quarterback.
0: Mm. For now. For now. <laughs> He's still going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, but, but he, he ain't going to be there much longer. No. Um, made it to the playoffs.
3: Made it to a few NFC Championship games. Fantastic. Haven't won them.
0: Haven't got us a Super Bowl. Keep people calling for his job. What makes Sean McDermott different?
1: Yeah. No, that's a very good point. I like That's a very, very good point.
0: There's other coaches getting uh, on the hot seat for the exact same reason.
1: Yep. That that that's an extreme, that's an
3: extremely good point. Um and then the other point that I do want to make, um with how with just how that uh for for lack of a better term, I'm gonna call it a your
1: B tier offensive line for the Bengals. The way they control they controlled that game against Buffalo I think that should really just go to show you how fucking good and how scary that Ravens team was.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you ask me, I mean, once again, I understand they're playing in the snow, so I have to pump the brakes a little bit, and I know that it slows down defense. I get that, and like I do have to pump the brakes a little bit on that. I got to think about that. But Joe Mixon did run for over 100 yards. I mean, Cincinnati was kind of moving the ball at will. Like, However they wanted to move the ball, they were moving the ball. I mean, Jamar Chase and uh, Hayden Hurst were wide open for their touchdowns. I mean, wide open. Like, there was just complete defensive lapses.
1: And at, the, at
0: those times, it just
1: so happened to be snowing. It wasn't bad yet.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't that bad yet. But I'm, uh, I'm looking at the team stats here, and I'm trying to see. Uh, does it tell me that here? Perfect. There was only one sack on each side of the ball. Like, the Bengals only had one sack, and the Bills only had one sack. Which means the Bills were only able to effectively get Joe Burrow down for a sack one time against an offensive line that was missing three starters. Yeah. I mean, like, two on one side of the ball. Right. Like, I mean, they were they were missing their left tackle, right guard, right tackle. You gotta think, I mean, I know you're missing Von Miller, and that's a huge piece, but they've, invest, they've invested so much draft cap into that defensive line that the Ravens, who a lot of people say are weak at pass rush, who don't get a lot of pass rush, they were able to get four sacks Yeah, against it, against them. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it definitely, to me, it speaks volumes as to how... Good that Ravens defense actually was. Yeah, not, I
1: mean, not to be a homer, not to, not to dwell on it. The Ravens lost. Okay, no other way to split it. Yeah, the Ravens lost. We don't have to We don't have to worry about the stress of are we going to keep? Are we going to be all right? Um, any anymore for the rest of the season?
0: I told you the day after. I was like, you know what? In a weird way, I'm kind of happy because the emotional roller coaster's over. Yeah,
1: yeah. The emotional roller coaster is over at, until until September. So we're we're in good shape. Um, but legitimately, if, if the Ravens had Lamar Jackson, I think we are the one team nobody
0: wants to play. Well, I mean, dude, think about it. Like, <clears throat> we would have played the Bengals, mm-hmm. and the Jacksonville Jaguars would have still played the Chargers they would have won. I think with Lamar Jackson, we would have won the game. That's just my opinion. Who knows? Game could have been completely different. Uh, maybe Tyler Huntley played better than what Lamar Jackson would have. I'd like to believe not, but yeah. I'm just saying, we don't know because it's it didn't happen. Um, That would mean the Ravens would go into Kansas City mm-hmm. and Jacksonville would go into Buffalo. Dude, if you ask me, legitimately speaking, there's a chance Jacksonville hosts the AFC Championship against the Baltimore Ravens. Because I don't think that the Buffalo Bills are as good as everybody thinks. I don't think they are either. I personally don't... Believe that the Cincinnati Bengals are as good as everyone believes. No, I also saw, I saw something before the game um, that Joe Burrow struggles against the AFC North, but tees off on everybody else. So, like, legitimately, just as long as as long as he doesn't have to play the AFC North, he's he's not a bad quarterback, right? But heaven's help the Bengals if you have to play an AFC North team in the playoffs again.
1: I mean, take out two games that he had against the Ravens, really. I would say more so one game that he had against the Ravens. The other one, they kind of ran the ball really, really well, and Jamar Chase had a good game and that game. And In that and Jamar, Chase, and Jamar Chase's first game at M&T Bank Stadium two years ago. Yeah. Um, outside of that, Joe Burrow didn't do like anything astronomically well. Um, I mean, he, I mean, he dissected like literally guys off the fucking street.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they were... Which he should have done. Bagging groceries and pushing carts.
1: Right. They, like
3: they, they, he, he should have dissected those guys. Outside of that, he, he, like, the Ravens held him in check three times this year.
2: Yeah.
1: Three times. Mm-hmm. At that point, it's not a fluke. The, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm sure come next season, they'll try to do something different in order to combat that. But as
3: far as I'm concerned, the Ravens have Joe Burrow's number. As far as I'm concerned. Yes, we went one and two against them this year, but.
0: But the Bengals were a defensive touchdown difference against us. Twice. Well, we lost by 11-1, but in the playoff well, game, we lost sure. by a defensive touchdown. Like, that was it. Right. Like, it was just, it was just a defensive touchdown. Um, so, I mean, that's not really even Joe Burrow. That's not even speaking on mm. Joe Burrow's, like, excellence at that point. Though, I do, I do agree that Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback in the AFC.
3: I think he's past Josh Allen. Yeah, I would say so. Um <sighs> Yeah, I I I I would say he has.
0: Yeah. I I'd say Josh Allen has has fallen to the third best quarterback in the AFC. And
3: I'm I'm telling you what? Four
0: is knocking on the door for him. Yeah. Trevor, dude, maybe even five. Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson are creeping up there. Personally, I think Lamar Jackson's five behind Trevor Lawrence. Justin Herbert ain't far behind them either. Justin Herbert's, dude, the AFC is loaded at
1: quarterback. There, you you could, you could make a legit argument that Lamar Jackson is the sixth best quarterback in the
0: AFC. I mean, you could even make an argument for seven. If Russell Wilson gets his head out of his ass and kind of reverts back to normal. Uh, I'm, t- I'm just saying, I'm just saying. You,
1: you 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 could make an argument for it. Not to me though. <laughs>
0: Not to me. You could, well, dude. And you also got to be. You got to be careful of the Packers aren't out on trading Aaron Rodgers. There's been two teams that have been really, really linked to him, and that's the Colts and the Jets. That's another quarterback ahead. I mean, dude. Like, it, I'm that's, just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying that's
1: uh that, that that's that's more conversation for another day.
0: I told you, I'm pretty realistic about this stuff.
1: Um, flip over the NFC. Uh. The Saturday Saturday Night game, number the first seed Philadelphia Eagles hosting the New York Giants, wasn't a contest. Thirty eight to seven, Philadelphia won in a rout. Um, they picked up right. Not they. Jalen Hurts picked up right where he fucking left off.
0: Oh yeah, this yeah this was uh this was over before it started. Um, did I tell you that I put together a touchdown parlay and uh, Josh Allen fucked me over. Did he? Yeah, bastard. Dawson Knox was the only one not to score. Fucker I took um
3: took Travis Kelsey, Devonte Smith, Dawson Knox, and TMZ. uh,
0: I think I took a I guess iuk didn't score,
3: yeah, I don't think Iuke scored
0: either way, Josh Allen's still dead to me, yeah, uh only McCaffrey scored fair enough, um either way, Josh Allen ruined it, he didn't give me the hope. <sighs> Because at least if Dawson Knox would have scored, I could have cashed out. Very true. For a decent payout, um, instead of making like six bucks. Very
1: true. And then I will say I will say this too. uh, I think I think the game against the Giants just goes to show you that Jalen Hurts is really two games away from being. I don't know about unanimous, but he would have been. I think the the clear MVP of the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I I have something else I was going to say, but I'll I'll get to it.
1: And then um, the the nightcap on Sunday, uh, not really a nightcap because it started like I don't know. It was shit. a weird
0: time, like six o'clock.
1: Yeah, it was a weird time. Kind of like this, kind of like this coming Sunday. Um, San Francisco beat Dallas nineteen to twelve. Um, Tony Pollard broke his leg in the game, uh, which definitely hurt. And then Dallas drew up probably the dumbest play in NFL history. I'm sure you've seen it. Ezekiel, I have Ezekiel Elliott as the center snapped the ball to Dak Prescott, who threw a quick out to Noah Brown, who got blown up by Jimmy Ward, very shortly thereafter.
3: Yes, promptly ending the game, 19 to 12. <laughs> um, Dak Prescott's leadership of the team is really being called into question now. At this point, um.
1: You know, is he is he actually the guy? Is he actually the guy there? Um, do they go in another direction? Do I mean he's he's getting paid so much money now, you can't really afford to at this point. But do you start to look for maybe a different option here in the near
3: future? Um, Dr. Prescott's girlfriend did. You just had to bring that up. Didn't I you? did. Yeah, I just had to. Man. Um.
1: She realized he wasn't getting a ring this year, so she wasn't either. So she dipped um that's enough (laughs) jesus so she's she she got uh
3: he said next year baby next year i promise yeah next year and she said see ya (laughs) out of here um
1: still waiting to see her pop up on antonio Brown's snapchat story stop (laughs) (laughs) um no but uh so now now the matchups are san francisco versus Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game and Cincinnati and Kansas City in the AFC
3: Championship game. Um, start with the NFC. Yeah, let's do it. Um, who we got? So who you got and why? I'm not gonna let you get
0: away without explaining to me. So this is this is a tough game for me. Because uh, as I previously stated um, to you, I really love um, the Kyle Shanahan offense, and I really love what the 49ers do on offense. I also don't mind the 49ers. Um, I mean, that's where my grandmother's from. She's from out in San Francisco. Um, to where she met my grandfather when he was stationed out there um, in the Marines. So she was a big 49ers fan, so um, I have no quarrels with the 49ers. Then there's a part of me that looks at the Eagles. They're a little bit closer to home. Um, and I really love Jalen Hurts um, from when he came over and played for Oklahoma. I thought he was an amazing quarterback for us. I'm a very big fan of Jalen Hurts as well. I know. I, I mean, I, how can you not be? The dude The dude just, you never hear about him unless it's about his gameplay. He's never in the sports media saying something wrong to reporters. He's not in the actual news doing anything illegal or wrong. Um, you just don't, he, the, the dude just goes to work, he puts in the effort, and it pays off on the field. And that's all that Jalen Hurts is about. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I really like Jalen Hurts. Um, and I thought it was kind of criminal that he had a third round grade on him coming into the draft. Like I was like, are we not watching the same kid at Oklahoma? Like I don't, I don't. What are we? Are we not watching the same guy? I mean, I mean, he was labeled more of a project just because you know Alabama was a
1: spread offense at the time, and Lincoln Riley. I mean, Christ, that's a, like that's like a spread mixed with an air raid.
0: That, I mean, that's that's as close to an NFL offense as you're really gonna get.
1: I mean, I don't know about all that. I think so. Not the way that Lincoln Riley spread the ball out so much. No, I, I don't. know. I mean, just just my just, that's just my opinion on the matter.
0: But I think it's a pretty it's a pretty pro style offense from the quarterback position. Like, I mean, yeah, he's still running. He's still running like read options and RPOs and stuff like that. But I mean, it's what that's what they're doing in Philly, and but it's I mean, damn I mean, effective.
1: I mean, the only thing with Lincoln Riley's offense is that you're just you're in shotgun so often that you, you don't get a lot of time out of center.
0: Yeah, I mean, which, I,
1: which definitely, which definitely hurts.
0: I have no issues with that. Yeah. There's there's a lot that can be done out of shotgun, um, <clears throat> but
1: I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, you watch him at Oklahoma. It's just some kid that super freakishly athletic, very fast, has just great decision making. He's he was a pretty accurate thrower of the football too. I was like, I understand. Like, he's not. Um, I don't even know who was who was up in that draft class. Was that the Trevor Lawrence draft class? No, that was the uh, Joe Burrow, yeah,
1: Herbert uh, Tua draft class. Yeah, okay,
0: so so uh, Burrow, Herbert, Tua, all of them. Jordan Love, Jordan Love, yeah, Christ, um, you know, it's you look at all them and you're like, okay, well, I mean, outside of like Burrow and Herbert, um, the Falcons have announced the Saints' co-defensive coordinator Ryan Nielsen as their new defensive coordinator. Hmm. Okay, um. I thought uh, I thought Jalen Hurts got slighted as a third-round grade. I agree. Philly took a chance on him, took him in the second round. That pick got mocked for a while. It did. Um, they ended up moving off Carson Wentz to go with Jalen Hurts. Had a little bit of growing pains, but I mean, he's a young quarterback. You're going to have growing pains. Well, I mean, the, the addition to
1: A.J.
3: Brown is what really set him over the top. Yeah. Um. So that, I mean, anytime, anytime you get to add a wide receiver like
1: A.J. Brown to your team, in addition to Devontae Smith, sure, um, you know, it, 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 it helps fight leaps and bounds.
0: Yeah, so I'd be happy to see Jalen Hurts kind of silence the critics um, and win this game. I don't really have a horse in this race. I'd be, I'd be very, very fine with uh, either of these teams winning.
1: Wrong answer. You got
0: to pick one. I know. I was getting to that. Okay. I was getting to that. I
1: thought you were just about to leave it there.
0: I was about to say no, 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 no. That's not that's not
1: how we play games around here. You know that.
0: I think. I think I'm rooting for the Niners, but I think the Eagles win. Okay.
3: Um. So I think San Francisco. I, I'm 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 personally rooting for the Eagles, um, because of
1: proximity. Um, and I mean I mean I've been a I've been a real big Eagle supporter all year long too. I mean, you and I both have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we were pretty high on them. We, I mean, we thought they were going to take the division when the year started. Oh, yeah. I didn't think they were going to start out as hot as they did, but I right. thought. They, I, I, for don't, sure. I don't
3: think anybody did. Um, part of me wants to say the 49ers, but we've never seen a rookie quarterback go to a Super Bowl and win it.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, how how great would that story be, too?
1: Oh, I mean, I mean that that would just be an, an incredible story. But I think just how top to bottom, how loaded the Eagles team is, and how good that defense is.
0: You could say the same thing for the 49ers. That, that
1: that that's very true. But I will say this: I would rather have the guy who's been in the league for three years, as opposed to guy who's was the last pick of the draft. At some point. At some point, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you said this to me. You're going to need to rely on Brock Purdy to win you a game.
0: It happens in the playoffs. It's what it comes down to. You need a run game. And you need defense. Both teams have that. Yes. At at some point, it does come down to quarterback play, which was my whole thing against the Ravens with Lamar Jackson versus Tyler Huntley. Like it's going to come down to the quarterback, right, in a game. At some point, it may not be the end of the game. It could be six minutes into the game. Yeah. I mean, there, there could be nine minutes left in the first quarter, and it's a difference between. What would Jimmy Garoppolo do in that position versus what would Brock Purdy do in that position?
1: Right. I think um, I, th- I think it will come down to something that Brock Purdy does wrong.
3: Um, I th- I, th- I think Philly will take it. Um, I think the score will be more lopsided than the game is. Okay. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna just go out on a limb here. Oh, you're throwing scores out. I, I'm not. I'm not throwing a score out. Um, I'm just. I'm. Philly's up by a touchdown late.
0: Pick six to seal it.
3: Okay. Now, like a long one. I'm, I like like a twenty
1: yard return just to slam the door shut.
0: Okay. So the Niners are like trying to get something started. Maybe pick up like a first down, like trying to get down the to, to, to score or something like that. Like quick pass, picks it, run about it back. Yep. Right. There's like four minutes left, something like that. Yep. Eagles up by touchdown. San Francisco just got the ball back, picked up like a first down. It's like first and ten from like the thirty. Mud well, had to be like the thirty seven.
3: Ball would start at the twenty five. No touchback. No touchback.
0: Okay. <laughs> and then no. Just-
1: I mean, I mean, genuinely, I think, um, I, th- I, th- I think Philly will do it.
0: Yeah. I. I that's why I said like I'm rooting for the Diners. Ultimately, I think Philly wins. I can't like I have no issues with whoever wins this game. I. Yeah. I am quite fine. Either one of these teams are super deserving of it. Um, I definitely believe this is the best two teams out of the NFC playing in the NFC Championship. Um, I think these are the two best teams in the NFL. I think you could also make an argument for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a phenomenal game. Yep. I think anybody that gets a chance to watch this game is going to be super satisfied with the product that's on the television while you watch this game.
1: I'm very happy that that is the early game as opposed to the the AFC game because I can actually watch this game in its entirety.
0: Yeah. Now, this game... This game, I do give a rat's ass. Who wins?
1: Yes, this this game I do care about. Kansas City versus Cincinnati in Kansas City, um, in Arrowhead. uh,
3: Now apparently it's called Burrowhead. I don't know where the fuck they get that one from. Um, But uh, they're gonna uh, Kansas City's gonna put this game on Burrow's head, and uh, they're gonna beat the shit out of Cincinnati.
1: I am rooting for Kansas City. Oh, don't say it.
0: And I think Kansas City wins. Thank God, no, I was, dude! I, I hate the Bengals.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I put, I put it as like a talking point here. I mean, you and I talked about this earlier. You know, who do you hate
3: more at this point now? Because my disdain for Patrick Mahomes is pretty well known. Like, um, perfect example. Uh Steph had a client. Sure. The other day at work. Okay. On her station, she has
1: a She has this picture. You, you and her at in at, a Ravens jerseys at the game. Right when, when we went to the Sunday night game against Cincinnati, yes, um, she has that sitting right on her right in the front corner of her mirror, so it's in plain view of everybody to see. And um, I mean, she gets she gets asked about the two of us all the time, just by just by clients. And um, she had a she had a guy who she was cutting her cutting his hair, and uh, he said, "His boyfriend, football fan." No, right, and and he's like he's like, "Oh, does he like Patrick Mahomes?"
3: And she laughs. She's like, fuck, no, he doesn't. (laughs) He hates Patrick Mahomes. Um, Still do. Uh,
1: But now it comes into a question of, who do you hate more? Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow? For me, this
3: is not even fucking close. It's not close at all. I I do not like Patrick Mahomes at all. I loathe Joe Burrow. (laughs)
0: So, I have come to the realization i've done some some maturing over the years um maturing over the last week and a half yeah <laughs> my my time ill has brought me closer to ground <laughs> uh, <laughs> um it's enlightened me it has enlightened me It's enlightened me as I've been laying in my bed with a cu- hundred and one degree fever coughing up phlegm <laughs> um that I did not have hate for Patrick Mahomes but rather just his brother and wife. And all of their shenanigans that they did, I realized that um, because I've noticed that I haven't heard about them in the media at all this season. I did see a
1: video of the two of, of, of the two of them, and I guess family in a in a, in a in a box during the um during the Jacksonville game. Yeah, just carrying on and being the same annoying fuckers that they are, and I'm but like, in the box.
0: In, in, yep, in the box. I mean, as long as their shenanigans don't affect anybody else, I genuinely don't care. Whatever. Beat the hell out of each other. In there.
1: <laughs> like, I saw that, and it literally made my blood boil. Instantly
0: pissed you off. Right. So you don't hate Instantly Patrick Mahomes. pissed me off. You yeah. don't hate Patrick Mahomes. You just hate his spouse and younger brother. Right. Which is fair, because they've done a lot of shenanigans in the media. Right. Like, legitimately, Patrick Mahomes has to, like, handcuff him to, like, a railing in the room and, like, put him in, like, a ball gag and, like, just shut up and, like, just be here. Right. Like, he used to, like, handcuff them, like, to the rail or something. Like, I, I don't know. I don't right. know what it is. But I've come to realize that I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. But I do hate Joe Burrow. And my reasoning behind hating Joe Burrow is not because he's good and he beats the Ravens. Because, like... okay, he beat us in the playoff game, but he really didn't beat us in the playoff game. We just talked about it. It was a defensive touchdown. That was the difference. Yeah. You beat us in week 18 while we were arresting a lot of key players, and we weren't really playing for anything, but you guys were playing for a lot. There was, I mean, I understand you guys were pissy about the whole, like, coin flip thing and, like, whatever. You feel like he got slighted to some degree. I understand that, and I see it. You kind of have a right to be pissy about it, but regardless, to me, this is just my opinion. Somebody can call me out if you want to call me out. Let's have a conversation about it. I do not believe that the Joe Burrow that you see in the media is authentically Joe Burrow. That looks fake as hell to me. I'm going to call it. Joe Burrow, you look fake. Jamar Chase has even come out and said that he has, like, a designer that picks out his outfits for him.
1: Yeah, like... Stop being pretentious. That's like, there's like, Joe Burrow has like a
0: douchiness to him. He does. He really does. It's like, it's like the hair, the sunglasses. Yeah. It's... I'm going to wear Cartier sunglasses. You're from the suburbs of Ohio. Motherfucker. It's cloudy. It, it, yeah. Take the sunglasses off. Like there's, that's the one thing about like Josh Allen. Like, Josh Allen, like dude's pulling up in like a hoodie and some jeans. He's authentic. That's authentically jo- j- uh, Josh Allen. Like Lamar Jackson's pulling up in like. A puffer jacket and some sweatpants in ninety five degree weather. Yeah, but you see him doing that on Instagram, like <laughs> at a gas station in Florida. Oh, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it, that's right. that's authentically Lamar Jackson. Right. Exactly. Russell Wilson changes his style all the time. Like, sometimes he's wearing this, sometimes he's wearing that. Like, to change the sport. Conor McGregor wears the suit, like a mobster esque kind of guy. Got this from TJ. TJ
1: brought this up. I mean, he 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 walks around with his chest out, disgusto of hey. I'm, I'm the shit. You're not, and I don't really, I don't really care what you think about me. Yeah. But the thing is—
0: That's authentically that's him. That's authentic. Like, if you ask me, Joe Burrow is not authentic. And I'm okay with my quarterback having some arrogance, like a little bit of gusto to him. I'm okay with him walking tall. Hi, Ziggy. You're authentically you. Um, I'm okay with that, and I'm okay with a little bit of arrogance out of my quarterback, too. I'm fine with that. But be authentic about it. Right. Like, it just seems like it's so forced with Joe Burrow. Like, let me wear the Cartier sunglasses with a Chanel puffer coat and, like, you know, these name-brand pants and some high heels.
1: (laughs) He might as well be wearing heels, man. He might as
0: well. It just seems so forced. Like, it's just—it looks and feels fake. Like, he's up there at the podium, and he's like, yeah, I mean—
3: I don't know I don't know what you want me to say. I, I'm I'm good at throwing the football. You know, we've we've been slighted all season and uh
0: you know, nobody believes in us but us. We we uh you know, we just want to go out there and prove everybody wrong. We you know honestly, we're the best team in the NFL, but no one believes in us but us. Only we believe that. So, you know, Cartier sunglasses.
3: Like that's his that's his game conference.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something you and I also talked about earlier today. Um, I think the big reason why I have such a disdain, not not just for Joe Burrow, but for the entire Cincinnati fan base, is... <sighs> so, of course, winning for them is so new. Yeah, they're a poverty franchise for sure. It's, it's, it's so new to them. Like, they don't know how to win with class.
0: Yeah, they have no idea.
1: They have absolutely no clue how to win with class
0: Eli Apple's on Twitter tweeting quoting Stefan Diggs's tweets saying
3: uh Cabo one three you know that so so speaking of that, you know that
1: that could have been taken in a lot of different yeah
0: like like breaking a huddle Cabo one three, one two three Cabo or. DeMar Hamlin. Exactly. That was right where I went with it. DeMar Hamlin's season ending early against the Bengals. The Bengals just beat them in the playoffs. DeMar Hamlin were the number three. All these people donated to DeMar Hamlin's charity. And
3: what happened three weeks prior? DeMar Hamlin got injured. Right. And he even put up the hands heart emoji. Yeah. Eli Apple's a piece of shit, too. Yeah, I can't stand him. Like, this is the thing. Ahmad Gardner,
1: Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I'm I'm, I'm sure people probably saw this. If you didn't, I'm about to
3: tell to you right now. Ahmad Gardner compared Eli Apple to Patrick Beverly. It might be
0: the most accurate comparison. Is it, though? You're going with the Shady McCoy reference, aren't you? Where Shady McCoy was shitting on, uh, <clears throat> shitting on Eli Apple, saying, "Well, at least Patrick Beverly has like accolades. Eli Apple hasn't done shit. Patrick Beverly's a very respected player in the NBA." Yeah, but he's a nuisance, and he's still respected. Well, I'm just saying, like, it, like Pat,
1: Patrick Beverly had Patrick Beverly's actually done something with his career. What has Eli Apple done? I'll, I'll say this: Eli Apple's done a, fu- a a thousand fucking times more things than I have. Eli Apple's graduated fucking college. He's, he's living out his dream of playing in the NFL. Eli Apple's made millions and millions of dollars. He's,
0: he's, a, he's alum from your favorite college football team. He,
1: he went to fucking Ohio State. He's done so many things that I, that I w- will never do. I'll, I'll never fucking do. I will never do the things that Eli Apple's doing. I can, I can achieve it. I can strive to try and do it. But I'm 25. I'm not in great shape. Trust me. I ain't playing in the NFL. I'm not going to Ohio State. I got too, many sh- I got too much shit to worry about now at this point. <laughs> Eli Apple is going to achieve so many more things than I will in my life. That's just the reality of it. I'm, yeah. a- I'm okay with that. I can live with it. But what have you done on the football field to be able to talk the way that you are? He was standing on the sideline acting like he was smacking some ass.
0: Yeah, I did see that.
1: What did you do in the game? You got burnt by Demarcus Robinson and Tyler Huntley. What a sluggo. Uh, exactly. Like, come on. It wasn't even that good of a ran route.
0: Eli Apple probably can't even spell sluggo. I'm just saying. Like,
3: he might be the most, like, he might be the biggest villain in this whole story. No, Tyler Boyd. I don't even want to talk about
1: him. Okay. Because, t- look, Ty- Tyler Boyd knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs once, and now he thinks we're his, father. like, he's our father.
0: Tyler Boyd is the kid that like it's a group project, and like he contributed like one thing, and his name was on the paper, and the paper got an A, and he's like, exactly, I fucking did the damn thing. Ty- Tyler
1: Boyd is is that kid who went who goes to vape in the bathroom while everybody's doing the project, comes back, inputs three things, and then brags that they got the A and how much work he actually did.
0: Did like, the sources cited page on the PowerPoint?
1: Right. Did the sources cited page? No. Eli, all you did was add in the slide animation on slide four.
0: <laughs> That's it. And you fucked it up. We said we were gonna go with the pan left and you did pan right, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to do pan
1: left and you decided that we and you decided that it comes in and out like the matrix. It was cool, but it sucked.
0: And it's not what we agreed and upon. It's not
1: what we agreed upon. So, in conclusion, I could go on for days and days about how much I dislike the bangles. Joe Mixon's another one. I don't like him at all, because he didn't do shit this year, and now he's talking like he's talking like he's all big and bad.
0: Yeah,
3: I agree. Joe Burrow, of course,
1: is fucking Joe Burrow. I don't like him whatsoever.
0: I went on a little bit of tangent, a little tangent about that. You really that, did. That was we, something I had to get it, off my chest, though.
1: You, 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 you had like your own, you know who I really dislike, too, and who I think is incredibly overrated? Zach Taylor.
0: Yeah, did you know that the uh the Bengals they're actually talking about it. They don't have a very complex uh playbook. No. They have they like don't. F- they have like five or six base plays that they run. And everything kind of like tailors around that about what Joe Burrow sees out on the field. right Like there's like some motion here to see if it's man-to-man or if it's zone coverage and then they like that that dictates whether it's this route combination or this route combination. And if you ever noticed their route combinations aren't great. Literally, all they do is throw back shoulder fades and comebacks. That's it. That's all they do. That's all they do is they just they go vertical. They get the DBs moving vertical, and then they stop the route. Yeah. Like that's it. But, and, but it works. I mean, until you defend it, and then and then you're like, oh shit. Well, now we are going to defend this, and then they get you over the top. It like that's all it is. it's, it's literally just a. Uh, I heard it once, and it, it stuck with me. And it's it's how I'm going to coach receivers eventually. Um, is um, if you're even, you're leaving. If you're even with that defender at that point, you're leaving. You're going vertical. Yeah. If you're not, if the defender has like a, is a step ahead of you upfield, you're stopping right there. Right. And then it's a back shoulder fade, it's a back sh- shoulder throw on the sideline, or it's or it's just a comeback route, and that's all they run. Like legitimately, it's just that, or like some crossing routes. Right. Because it's it's nothing crazy. No. It's, it's not a world beater of an offense. And that's why the Ravens have so much success against them because they know,
1: okay, you're either going to run a comeback or you're going to do a back shoulder fade. Okay, well we're
3: gonna play the boundaries and two high safeties. Guess what? You're getting everything in front of us.
0: Yeah. That's it. Like now of course I haven't I haven't I don't have the ability to sit down and watch tape on the Bengals, but from what I see of their games and watching their gameplay, that's it. I mean that's really all it is. It's it's just Jamar Chase on back shoulder throws on the sideline and comeback routes. Yeah. And he just he just beats him. And then it's like every now and again, yeah, you get the double move on a little hezy route or a sluggo or something like that. Maybe he runs a couple crossers, maybe some digs, maybe some slants, something like that. But um it's really they just run that to set up the double move for the deep ball. Right. And that's all it is. But once again, I don't I don't get the luxury of watching the tape.
2: Mm-mm.
0: But if I can see if I can uh see that and pick that out from just watching the game live, dude, there's gotta be defensive coordinators that can pick it up.
1: Right. And, and I mean, I, th- I think the Ravens are one of them. I mean, yes, Jamar Chase did end up catching a touchdown against the Ravens, but it was nothing like,
3: it's not like he like torched us. Yeah. It was a comeback over the middle or a little slant over the middle and it, it, they just found the
0: soft spot in the defense. Yep, that's all it was. It, it, like their their pass game is not super complex, no. like the Forty ers or the Chiefs, the Chiefs, yeah, or anything like that. It's it's not it's or the Dolphins. It's not like a not like a world beater of an offense. No, it, it's a it's a very it's a very simple base package that, based off what the defense is showing. Dictates what kind of route combination you're gonna you're gonna throw out there. I
1: mean, good for them. You know, it works, but you know, I think yeah, I and mean, they're think, winning football games. You can't th- knock it. I think Zach Taylor is a guy who's benefiting big time from the Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow connection. But I mean, he's he's made questionable decisions with with, with time management. The play calling isn't great. You're you're get, you're getting bailed out by a guy who's arguably a top five quarterback in the league now.
0: Yeah, I think it's a di- there's a difference between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Um, Zach Taylor is a benefit of Joe Burrow, not the other way around. But Patrick Mahomes is a benefit of Andy Reid, right? And like, and like that's how, that's how that works. Like, like everybody says,
1: oh, well, the Bears should have taken Patrick Mahomes in the draft. Well, Patrick Mahomes was a project quarterback he didn't start his rookie season. No, Pat, Patrick Mahomes did not start his rookie season, and his one start that he did get when he was in the playoffs, he didn't look good. But he had the, he had the, he had the benefit of being coached by Andy Reid.
0: He sat behind Alex Smith for a year, who's a very smart and talented quarterback.
1: Exactly. I mean, if, like, if you gave Mitch Trubisky the same opportunity
3: that uh, Patrick Mahomes had, the conversation could be a hell of a lot different. You know, I mean, the only pro-ready quarterback from that draft was
1: Deshaun Watson. I'm getting way off topic now at this point, but you know, again, Patrick Mahomes is a benefit of what Andy Reid does. Well, Zach Taylor is benefiting greatly from having Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's the difference. Is is like I said, Zach Taylor's benefiting from Joe Burrow, whereas uh, Patrick Mahomes is benefiting from Andy Reid.
1: I mean, Brandon Bean, the the GM of the Bills, said it best. You know, they're benefiting from having a rookie contract and. He, I mean, he pretty much said it. He, he said this without saying it word for word. They were bad enough to get Jamar
0: Chase. He said they had some lean years, and he doesn't ever want to suck bad enough to get a guy like Jamar Chase. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And if you look historically, that's always what the Bengals do. Carson Palmer. They get Carson Palmer. The team's relevant again.
3: Eventually, they drop off. A.J. Green, Andy Dalton, same draft. Team's relevant again. Dropped off. off.
0: Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow.
3: Joe Burrow was twenty four when he got drafted.
0: Yeah, which is why I don't understand why Stetson Bennett gets so much flack for being so old. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I know you don't. You don't have the answer on that. No, this is this is year three now for Joe Burrow. He's twenty seven. Well, and he's coming up on a contract, which he's gonna he's gonna be asking to set the market, which is gonna be. Probably upwards of fifty-five million dollars a year. Probably more after Lamar after the Lamar deal gets done. Hopefully the Ravens get that deal done first. Yeah, because if they're not, they're fucked. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it earlier. Playing financial warfare with one another—that'd be fun, right? It would be fun. Um,
1: almost, do, almost as fun as biological warfare, but less less illegal.
0: I wouldn't go that far because I don't want the government. Um, well, unless unless it counts for like viewership, then like sure, they can listen in. But. clickbait <laughs> yeah, only, only if it counts for the viewership. <laughs> We're not actually doing anything illegal, but we could use some more listens. Um, yeah. I don't know. Cause they're going to have to pay Jamar chase and T Higgins. Um, I'm sure Trey Hendrickson or um, Sam Hubbard are coming up on extensions. They're mm-hmm. already about to lose Jesse Bates. Um, what are you doing with uh, a Joe Mixon, Samaj P Ryan, Hayden Hurst, that offensive line. Uh, there's a lot of dudes that if you're, if you're putting a lot of draft, uh, a lot of draft capital into uh uh salary cap draft capital jesus salary cap into joe burrow there's there's got to be some lacks elsewhere yeah. so i mean it's a uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do later but yeah i got i got the chiefs in this game i just okay. Yeah, I, we went on a shit on the we uh, did. Bengals. We rant did there. We did. I'll, I look for any opportunity to. So do I. Now at at this, at
1: this point i so do I. Um, I will. Uh, I'll say this, and then we'll go ahead and move on to the next topic. Stop the gritty.
3: Stop it. Just fucking stop. It's Enough. Yeah, I've had enough. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> I've 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 had
1: enough of it. You have people like like number one, Mike Geseki had no business doing the gritty. Okay,
0: he, he did it terribly like three times.
1: Yeah. Three times. He did it three times too many. Okay. You have uh you have little little Timmy and Bobby doing it at the elementary school
3: down the street. Okay. Walking, Walking into school. Walking in the front door. Right. Walking to class. <laughs> Just doing it for the hell of it. Stop it. Yeah, it's That's enough.
0: It's too much at this point.
3: Al Roker doing it on Good Morning America. Yeah, Stop
0: it. I don't need to see that.
1: That's enough. Okay. We're done. It's played out. It's been going on for two years. Come up with something different. Dude's a fucking hula hoop. I don't know. Do the cruddy. I don't even care. Do, yeah, do the cruddy. I, 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 I really don't care. Do a backflip, all right? Land on, land on your neck and do something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> just just stop doing the gritty, okay? That's, that's, that's all I want at this point.
0: I'm tired of this, Grandpa.
1: <sighs> Apparently, it's too damn bad, According to the, according to the rest of the NFL.
0: God. The last thing I need to do is see a Major League Baseball player hit a home run and do the gritty into home plate. When that happens, I'm done. You're already done.
1: I'm. I'm. That'll I, set you over the edge. That'll that'll really set me right over the fucking edge. That's like so, that was like watching Salt Bay hold the World Cup trophy. That really pissed me off.
3: Cause number one, he's Turkish. Okay. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> we are in Dohan, Qatar. Okay. God, I should punch. You. <laughs> I didn't even do the gritty. I just did the little hand
1: thing. You're in Doha Qatar. guitar. You have no business holding the trophy to begin with. Okay. Yeah. You're not
3: even an Argentinian. Nope. Get the hell out of here. Get. Sk- scram. Like a raccoon getting into your trash can. Right. Get out of here. That's like Drake holding the Stanley Cup trophy for the Florida Panthers. I actually
1: kind
0: of want to see that happen now. <laughs> like, it's something that makes no sense. <laughs> that's, that's a meme that I need in my life. A point. So do I. <laughs> Drake at the uh standing on the standing on the stand at the uh gymnastics Olympics. <laughs> right, like chill <John> Simon Biles. <laughs> right. He's like up there on the stage present like getting the gold medal after uh after somebody won the gold medal in the uh gymnastics portion of the Olympics. Drake, you know, what, Aubrey, you're Canadian. Get
1: the fuck out of here. That's like that. That's that's like that's like uh, Drake showing up on pit lane to celebrate with Joey Logano.
0: Wow, you took a NASCAR, huh? Yeah, that's sick. That was a deep dive. That was a deep dive.
1: That's like Drake showing up at the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix to celebrate with Max Verstappen after he wins <laughs> a uh, a Formula One race. <laughs> Like, like you have no business being a Saudi. Oh, you can be a Saudi Arabia. That uh, I don't really care about that. You're rich enough, but you have no business celebrating with a Formula One driver.
0: Luke Combs winning Rap Album of the Year.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's like that's like Luke Combs bursting onto the stage saying that Ice Spice deserves the Academy Award for Best Motion Picture over Avatar. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> By the way, keep your ears out. Luke Combs
0: getting old, March twenty fourth. <laughs> okay, March twenty fourth. I'll, I'll definitely keep my ears out on that. I like I like me some uh, some
1: some Luke Combs. It's
0: a double album. Growing up, and getting old. Oh,
1: this first one was called Growing Up. This one, next one's getting old. Yeah. If you look at the album cover side by side, it's like Growing Up, him in the bar, getting old, the house. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, Growing
1: Up was a damn good album. So it I'm was. Here for it. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about. I'm. Did you, hear, did you listen to his new song? Forget on the tangent. But I have not. It's good. I will. Uh when when we wrap up here I'll I'll play it for you. I'm not going to play it now due to copyright, but perfect. Yeah. Appreciate you not doing that.
3: Well, earlier today, okay, disclosure. I did not I did not post Mock Draft 2.0. You full, did not. Full disclosure.
1: I apologize about that. But me and Holman did do Mock Draft 3.0 today. Um <laughs> we kind of went with a different approach instead of discussing the picks together what we did was uh holman took all the odd number picks i took all the even number picks so i made 16 picks holman made 17 and we just went with the draft that way
0: yeah i mean ultimately like we both gave our opinions on what we think but for evens, it was your decision. It was you had the final say on what was who was picked, right? And if there was a trade that happened, we did do a few trades, by yes. the way. Uh, and like like you said, for odds, like you still gave your input, but I ultimately had the final say in it. So it was it was kind of fun. It was, it was it fun was. to go back and forth. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That it definitely was. Um, it was it was a nice change of pace to see you know how we were both thinking, how we think it could play out. Some of these are a little bit more realistic than others. Um, all we did for trades, all we did was just swap the first round
0: picks. yeah, because outside of that it doesn't really affect our mock draft like of course, so just to just uh um preface it, we did have the Chicago Bears trading out of the number one pick
1: right, and of course a, rec- a a return for that pick will be a first and a second this year, a first and a second the next year, and then a first round pick,
0: maybe a player like there's it's going to be a haul.
1: Yeah, a oh, massive haul. Yeah, because, of course, somebody's going to go up to take a quarterback number one overall. Somebody that's going to alter your franchise. Yep. And, of course, teams are going to pay out the nose in order to get that.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't matter in our mock draft because we're only doing the first round of this year's draft. So, you know, whatever happens, doesn't it doesn't really affect, um, you know, the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round or next year's draft. So we didn't get into all that. Like, like I said, we just swapped first round picks. Right, right.
1: Um. So, similar to how we've, done it, how we've done it before, we'll run down five picks. We'll go ahead and discuss our thought, our thought process behind each one of them.
0: Well, I'll discuss mine. You discuss yours.
1: Yeah. So we'll alternate. Yeah. Might as well. Um, so, again, we ended up having the Chicago Bears trade the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. With the first overall pick, the Carolina Panthers select CJ Stroud. <laughs> you just took
0: my pick. <laughs> well, I just, I just said I was going to run down five picks, and then we'll talk about it. Well, oh, I said. I said. Let's. I'll just. I'll explain mine. You explain yours. You're like, yeah, all right. And then you're like, well, I thought like after, after I read off the pics, then we explain it. Uh, okay. All that, right. I'm picking up what you're putting down. That, that,
1: that was my thought behind it. But but since since you so really interrupted me, go ahead and talk about it. No no, 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 no. Do the
0: five. It's fine. No, 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 no. I insist. No, 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 no. no. no okay. <laughs> what if we just went back and forth?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. That's all we got. That's all the time we got for today. So all right. That's all we got. We'll see you guys in another
0: two weeks after we get sick, after we're done gets sick again. Yep. Uh, yeah. I had the, I had the parallel. Uh, Carolina Canthers <laughs> <laughs> the Carolina Panthers, the Carolina <laughs> Catheters um, the Carolina Panthers moving up to one to take their quarterback CJ Stroud um, they just got their new head coach the two Stenaxons <laughs> dude we have a lot of fun switching out letters like that like Han Jarball was so much fun I can't repeat Kareem Hunt, but do the math. Marshawn <laughs> Mitch. Marshawn <laughs> Mitch. It's so much fun. Um, Jamar Laxon. <laughs> Jamar Laxon. Exactly. Dude, Miles Murphy. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one.
2: <laughs>
1: anyway, go ahead. Let's, let, let let's, let's, let's hear what the Panthers did.
0: <laughs> Canthers. Um, they take C.J. Stroud with the number one overall pick. Uh, their new head coach, um, we'll get to that in a few minutes. Bring it up now. All right. Frank Reich um, is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. I love that pick for him. I love that signing. Um, he was actually the first ever quarterback of that franchise.
1: Yeah, he yeah, it's, he threw the first touchdown pass in Carolina Panthers history,
0: which I think is phenomenal bringing him back as a head coach. He's an offensive guy. CJ Stroud makes sense to me. He's a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger than Bryce Young. Um which Frank Reich had a ton of success in Philly with Carson Wentz at quarterback. Even his one year with Andrew Lucky had a lot of success too. Even with his one year, like you said, he had a lot of success. Um, CJ Stroud kind of is closer to fitting that mold versus Bryce Young. Bryce Young's a little more undersized. Um, He's like, like CJ Stroud's like 6'3. Bryce Young's like six foot. Yeah, but that's like six foot in his cleats on concrete. Yeah, like he, like he's not, he's he's a little bit undersized. He's kind of scrawny too. Doesn't mean Bryce Young can't play the quarterback position. He's still, he still a, yeah. a phenomenal talent yeah, quarterback. He, yeah, he he can still rip it. There's no, there's no question about that. So I got C J Stroud going number one overall. That kind of seems like that's who Frank Reich would lean towards. Um, so C J Stroud uh, moving up the boards as the number one overall pick. Yeah,
1: um, Mel Kuyper, a, a analyst for ESPN who primarily handles. NFL draft. He he's he, well respected in it too. Yeah, very well respected, very well respected guy. Um, he brought up a very good point when he was doing his mock draft on ESPN. Um, a lot of these people are pretty are pretty even across the board on the top three quarterback prospects That's C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Will Levis. At this point, it's whoever is there, whoever can pick the whoever can make the pick. It's really just based on preference at that point. And to Holman's credit, he thinks that with Frank Reich being there getting his choice of quarterback, he's going to like C.J. Stroud the most. Um, I respect the pick. I told you. I, I've, I've said it multiple times. I think C, I think the, the gap between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud is a lot smaller than what people think. Um, ultimately, I think Bryce Young is the best quarterback of the draft. I agree. Um, and with the number two pick, the Houston Texans uh, end up taking Bryce Young. Again, I kind of, we kind of alluded to it. You need a, you're going to want a quarterback that's going to alter your franchise. That's a point that the Houston Texans are in right now. They're closing in on hiring defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers D'Amico Ryans as their head coach. Um, having a guy on offense who's as as brilliant as Bryce Young is, it's going to do leaps and bounds for your team. So that, that would be a very good building block for him to start with, um, Year one on the job.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you have a defensive head coach coming in, um, <clears throat> you know, you need a quarterback that's going to make your job a little bit easier. And Bryce Young will do that. And, and Bryce Young will do that. Um, I'm surprised they're they're not going offense because it seems to be the way the league is leading. But D'Amico Ryans is one hell of a defensive coordinator, um, and he absolutely is deserving of a head coaching job.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and Bryce Young, his last year at Alabama, I mean the. The skill position was lacking in, in comparison. That's another thing that's going to be lacking in Houston as well, the skill position. He has a real tendency to elevate the players around him, so that's hopefully, ho- hopefully, as me being the GM of the Texans making this pick, that is my hope of bringing in Bryce Young.
0: Absolutely. Um, with the number three pick, uh, the Cardinals select address from Alabama, Will Anderson Jr. You and I both talked. Um, we could see the Cardinals trading out of this pick, and it would not be a bad move for them because they have a lot of needs. Um, but with a talent like Will Anderson there, falling to you at three, um, I think you just can't pass that up. I did. I texted you and um, before I got sick, and you never got back to me. But it's fine, um, dude. Legitimately. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals take a quarterback here and move on from Kyler Murray because it's a new GM. It's a new head coach coming in. The GM kind of had like a press conference and he kind of didn't seem like he was really with the shits as far as like Kyler Murray shenanigans and like kind of like being a toddler in the media and everything like that and kind of forcing the hand. He was kind of like, yeah, we're not playing that game. Yeah, I think the, I think the leash for Kyler Murray is definitely
1: going to be much shorter now with a new regime coming in.
0: Yeah, and he's coming off an ACL injury. Dude, I mean, legitimately, it was kind of tough for me to stay away from uh, Will Levis since he was still on the board, or Anthony Richardson um, <laughs> there at three. Because uh, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not ruling out the fact that Kyler Murray is traded from the Arizona Cardinals, and the new head coach and new GM are like, yeah, no, we're gonna go get our guy. Financially, I think that would be so difficult it would create a little difficulties in
1: that in those regards absolutely there could be a little bit more than a little difficulties but i, I think financially that'd be so hard to pull off um going with a player like will anderson that's that i mean it's 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 your best bet at this point now the team has so many needs to begin with yeah um going with another quarterback when you just paid another one 180 million dollars that would be a cardinals move Bad teams make bad decisions. Well, I don't have. think it was all
0: signings. I don't think the one eighty was signing. Well, still, I think it's guaranteed. Which the other team would pick up, like they would. Oh, of course, yeah, of course.
1: But, but you would still take on dead cap.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still some dead cap going on. Um, which is why this is why I went Will Anderson. But I'm not ruling out. I'm just saying, like, like don't be surprised because I mean they're 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 potentially getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins as well.
1: Yeah, I will. If it happens this year, I would be surprised.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying I wouldn't rule it out.
1: Yeah, if they have another top five pick next year, I wouldn't rule it out to get cheaper, get a little younger. Not saying the Colin Murray's not young, but I think they would go in another route just to get a little cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with the number four pick, uh, Indianapolis Colts take Will Levis, quarterback for out of Kentucky. Um, Colts need a quarterback so bad they haven't had a they haven't had a stable quarterback since Andrew Luck abruptly retired. Um, Whoever ends up being the new head coach, which it's looking like it's going to be Jeff Saturday,
0: they really messed that one up. He, if
1: that's the case, yeah, it's it's looking like he's going to be the guy who's going to be taking
3: over there in Indianapolis. Um, getting um, getting Will Levis is um is going to be a um good way to
1: start. A guy who elevate again elevated play when he was at Kentucky. Um, getting to play with pe- people on the likes of Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, Jonathan Taylor—that's really going to help out. Um, help you out a lot as a rookie. So ultimately, I think Will Levis is the pick for number four.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, they need a little stability a quarterback there. Um, they've they've went through. So many quarterbacks over there. You can't keep playing the quarterback carousel and expect it to work out for you. Do
1: you think they've had what six starting quarterbacks? Six different starting quarterbacks over the last six years to start the season? Uh I think they've had like three this year. Yeah, they had three different this year, but to start the season, I think they start I think they opened their first game of the season with six different starting quarterbacks, six consecutive years. Well, over
0: the years they've had Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, um Jacoby Brissett. Talking game one. Game one. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers,
3: Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Yep, five straight years. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. And it went Jacoby Brissett, Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett. So six diff, six straight years they've had a different starting quarterback week
1: one. They got they got to break that mold.
0: Yeah, Will Levis is a great pick there at five. Via the Denver Broncos for the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks select defensive, interior defensive lineman from Georgia, Jalen Carter. Uh, this is just, uh, you're jumping up for joy if you're the Seahawks here. Best available on the board. He's probably like the number two or number three prospect in the draft, honestly. For, for, for me, it's
1: 1A, 1B with him and Will Anderson. Um, so getting, getting, arguably, depending on what your need is, the best player in the draft at five, yeah, you're, you're thrilled.
0: Which the Seahawks are jumping up for joy if they're getting Jalen Carter or Will Anderson at five there. Either one they get, they're over the moon about. Um, little help on the defensive side of the ball. They need it. Um, yeah, offense wasn't the issue at all for Seattle this past season. No, Geno Smith played very, very well for them. Um, so Jalen Carter at five. Love that pick for the Seahawks. Yep. Um, they're jumping up for joy if that's the case. Uh, Move on to number six, uh,
1: the Detroit Lions, via the uh, Los Angeles Rams from the Matt Stafford trade, um, they're going to take Christian Gonzalez, um, the cornerback out of Oregon. This is not a guy who is slated to go this high, but with needing um, needing secondary help so bad, uh, they go with who is my number one corner in the draft. Um, long, athletic guy. He's 6'3", he's fastest of the year. Um, and he's got a lot, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of room to grow as well. So I think ultimately that's a great pick by Detroit, getting somebody to help out that secondary. Cause again, similar to Seattle offense was not the issue. No. And really as the season progressed, the pass rush wasn't the issue either. The front seven was not the issue. Mm-mm. It became, it was, it was the secondary that was, that was a big issue for the team. So, um, Christian Gonzalez, number six, overall, a guy who. Hopefully, we'll fill that role that Jeff Okuda should have done when he was drafted number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, I think they get a home run here with Christian Gonzalez.
0: Yeah, I hope so. The Lions are a good team; they're easy to cheer for.
1: A little bit of a little bit of a reach, sure. But if you know this is the guy that you want, I mean, they pick sixth and they pick eighteenth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could possibly move up from eighteen. But You could also move back from six. You very well could, but I think sitting there, taking the guy that you know that you're going to want, I mean, there's probably guys that are higher upside after him who could have better careers, but I think ultimately that's the, that is the best pick possible, that the Lions could make at six.
0: Fair enough. Um, at seven, this is another team we contemplated to trade for. Um, Las Vegas Raiders sitting there at seven. Uh, they have a lot of different needs. They're planning on moving off of Derek Carr, what they do at quarterback, is really up in the air is it Jarrett Stidham i hope not um from from just a fan of the game i don't want to see Jarrett Stidham versus Patrick Mahomes Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson uh six times a year that just doesn't seem like that's fun to watch um uh, depends on your definition of fun <clears throat> well that's true i mean if you want to see s- some poor white kid get the shit kicked out of him six times a year then then yeah i mean that might be that might be a blast for you yeah. but <laughs> I mean, pop off, get your rocks off, do your thing, whatever <laughs> I don't care like if that's what you're into, that's what you're into, but I mean there's a lot of rumors of Tom Brady going there if I've heard one thing as serious as like if Tom Brady um doesn't play for the Raiders, he's retiring like i've seen i've I've heard a rumor as as serious I've, as I've, that. I've seen that rumor too, yeah, I don't know if it's that deep, I could you know that's just my opinion on it, but um. So I have them take in tackle from Ohio State, Paris Johnson Jr. I don't necessarily believe that he's the best tackle in the draft, um, but I think he might be the safest pick for them. Uh, I still think Peter Skoronski is the best tackle in the draft. That's just my opinion. But I've also seen a lot of rumors of the fact that teams, some teams are a little worried about his size and that he might be a little undersized. They might move him into guard. If that's the case, you probably still end up with a phenomenal guard, whether it's pro- yeah. probably a left guard because I think he's a natural left tackle. Yeah. So you probably slide him into left guard one spot, and, and he'd probably turn out just fine. Uh, but I have Paris Johnson Jr., just a steady rock out there at left tackle for whoever you have at quarterback. Um, Phenomenal pick. They need offensive line help, especially if they're whiffing just so terribly on Alex Leatherwood. Yeah, for sure. Um, So getting somebody to share that line, that'll definitely
1: help out. Whoever the, whoever the fuck the quarterback is.
0: Yeah, whoever it is will benefit from having Josh yeah. Johnson Jr. there.
1: Uh, Number eight, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I had them pick a Miles Murphy, the edge rush right of Clemson. Um, defense has been an issue for Atlanta for the longest time now. Uh, they just can't seem to really hit on anybody outside of AJ Terrell. Um, so getting somebody at the top end of the draft who is the second best pass rusher in the draft, um, you know, he played against top top quality opponents all year long, mm-hmm. um, and really had a really had a phenomenal year. Um, I think Miles Murphy uh, will be the eighth pick in the draft here at Atlanta.
0: I love it. Yeah, I think they. Uh... They need defensive help. And if they don't trade away that uh that number eight pick for a quarterback, then uh yeah, they're definitely going defense. Yeah. And number nine, this is uh the Chicago Bears via the Carolina Panthers from that trade for the number one overall spot. Just talking about him, Peter Skronsky going to the Bears. Uh tackle from Northwestern. Um a little bit of a hometown kid from from up in the area there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um they they need offensive line help. I mean, there's just no way around it. Like, yeah, they could use some wide receiver help. I think mean, they're going to be just fine with, uh, you know, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. Um, there's plenty of guys in day two that could pick up also. Plenty of guys in day two. This is a very deep wide receiver uh, class. There's also some guys on the market that could make their team better. Um, someone like... Jacoby uh, Myers. Jacoby Myers. That's, who, that's exactly who I was thinking of, yeah. but I couldn't get his name out. Um that's still an upgrade for them. I mean, I do, I know this offseason is not loaded in the wide receiver department for free agents. Mm. Um, but there's some guys on the market that, that are trade you know, potential trade pieces. And
1: there's impact there's there's guys who are gonna make an impact immediately. Yeah. Jacoby Myers, Michael Hardman, mm-hmm. Alan Lazard. Those yep. are all guys who you can bring in to help out Justin Fields to make an immediate impact.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and then there's guys like Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, potentially uh Chris Godwin or Mike Evans that are on like could potentially be on the trade pieces just because of salary caps. Michael Thomas, Jarvis, yeah. Jarvis, Landry, those are also guys who are who are potentially cap casualties as well. All guys that will help out uh, Justin Fields. So you spend this number nine pick on offensive line. Like we literally had a conversation about him. Like, dude, he took way too many hits this season. Every time I looked at, up at the screen, he was slow to get up. Something new was hurting on him. And I and I I, I
1: literally I literally said to Holman, he was running a good bit. I doubt it was that much. He's he's a pretty elusive guy.
0: Yeah, he got sacked 55 times this season, which is
1: insane. That's insanity. I did not realize that Justin Fields got sacked that many times. but So they got to get him some help.
0: They got to protect him.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, number 10, keep, uh, to move on, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles via the New Orleans Saints. This is so the Saints could draft up to get or trade up to get Chris Olave last year. Mm-hmm. Um, number 10 overall, we had the Philadelphia Eagles
3: taking Brian Brees. Uh, interior defensive lineman from Clemson, um, Jordan Davis, their first round pick from last year, the m- monster who's six seven and runs a four six forty.
1: Yeah, he's a mountain, four hundred pounds. He's a very fast mountain. Yeah, he's fucking huge. Uh, he's their first round pick this year, this past year. Um, he hasn't gotten a lot of playing time due to just how dominant that front seven has been uh for the Eagles. He hasn't gotten a whole lot of playing time. But in his in his limited playing time, he has not been very effective whatsoever. And I have l I, I think the Eagles might have legitimate concerns going forward. Like, hey, is this going to be a guy we can rely on every year? Um so going with a guy like Brian Brees, this will definitely help out their um their need on the interior defensive line. This is a guy at Clemson who's had a lot of injury issues, but when he's on, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of guys in college football who are better than he is. He was
3: the number. He was the number one rated prospect coming out of high school. When he was, where the hell did he go to high school? I have no idea. It's local. It's in Howard County. It's Damascus, Damascus. Thank you. He went. He went with. Guy went to Damascus High School. Was the number
1: one player in the country. I I mean I've always rooted for him just because he's a local kid. Him going number ten, I would love to see it. In, Consistency and injuries have been an issue for him. But if he can get healthy and he stay and he stays the dominant consistent self that he is, this will be a steal at ten, I think.
0: Yeah, Jordan Davis this season played in thirteen games. He had eighteen total tackles, eight solo, ten assisted, one tackle for a loss, and one pass defend. That's it. That's a stat line for the regular yeah. season. It's not very good. Yeah, I mean, especially for a team that was blowing teams out too. Right. Well, I think he's more of a run stopper than a pass rusher. Like he can rush the passer, but he's—I mean—he's just a big body. I mean, he's just a space heater in there.
1: Yeah, but it, I mean—I mean, a guy that you spend so much draft capital on, wouldn't you want to try and
0: get him out there? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
1: yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I agree. When they when they could have taken a guy like Kyle Hamilton, they could have. Glad they didn't. I'm I'm very glad they didn't. But Kyle Hamilton was a, as a guy who you could could have used all over your secondary. I mean, the Ravens used him as a fucking slot corner all year.
0: Yeah, I mean he was just a, he was just a nickel DB
1: all year long. Right. And I mean having having a third DB playing as well as Kyle Hamilton did, that would, that would be the no-fly zone. Yeah. I mean the secondary was already fucking stellar to begin with. Yeah. It was phenomenal. He he would have won defensive player of the year or defensive rookie of the year cuz they would have thrown at him all the time.
0: Yeah, that would have been a bold strategy. That's
1: the that's the one reason why he didn't win defensive rookie of the year this year for the Ravens. Because nobody threw at him. Yeah. Anyway,
0: fair enough. Um, but I love that pick for the Eagles, Brian um uh, defensive uh, interior defensive lineman. I've always said that that's what they need because they need a little bit of youth there. Mm-hmm. Some of those other guys are getting older. Um, need to need to young. And that I mean, up if, a if Jordan bit. Davis and he and he
1: both figure it out, good lord, good night, yeah. yeah that's a, that, that's a, that's a hell of a one-two punch down on the interior. You guys. can't lose in this situation. No, no absolutely not.
0: Um, unless Brian Brees gets injured and Jordan Davis pans out to be a back of buttholes, and then then you do lose. Um, but at 11, interesting. yeah, I know, we have the Green Bay Packers moving up and trading with the Tennessee Titans um, to draft. They just they have their guy. They're going to move up. They're probably not going to give up a ton because they're only moving up four spots, but they're going to get their guy tight end from Notre Dame, Michael Mayer, um, the number one overall tight end in the draft. It's consensus number one. Um, they need it. Uh, I think Robert Tunyon's on the way out. Yeah, because I think he's he's just a salary cap guy. Um, they're gonna need another tight end. You got you got Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Um, I know that's not world beaters of a of a receiving room, but that is better than what some teams have. Um, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, Michael Mayer. You see your guy sitting there. You don't want to lose him. Just go get him. I mean, they had their pick between any of the wide receivers in this class. They could have taken Quentin Johnson, a guy that has. He's six four, four, four speed. That'd be phenomenal too. Um, uh, safety blanket. Need a safety blanket. Sure up the end of the line of scrimmage there. Um for uh like I was saying, Matt LaFleur's run game. Yeah. Great so, pick. Yeah, I mean the I mean the Packers run the
1: ball so well, like you said, he was a very good blocking tight end when he was when he was at Notre Dame. He's also, also cuts the ball really well. Blocker, security blanket. Um could end up becoming one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Yeah. Um, he, ha- he has that upside and his floor, as opposed to the other receivers is, is much higher Yeah. than, than the floor of the receivers. I mean, his ceiling may not be as high as some of the- as some of these guys who are, who are coming out as receivers. Well, sure. I mean, most tight end ceilings aren't as high as a receiver and they probably shouldn't be. Uh, right, right. Of course. But, um, you know, you know, you're getting safe, safe production out of him. You use him right. 50 catches rookie year, I think.
0: Yeah, this is a rookie that steps into a potentially Aaron Rodgers-led offense. Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust rookies really well. Um, I think this is a guy that can win over Aaron Rodgers rather quickly. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, Moving on to number 12, uh, this is the Houston Texans via the Cleveland Browns from the Deshaun Watson trade. Um, Holman was just talking about him. Quentin Johnston, wide receiver from TCU. I don't really have to say too much more. 6'4", 4'4", speed. Uh great target there for Bryce Young. Compliment Brandon Cooks really well, who I think is going to be on the move, but if he's not, that's a good one-two punch there. So um a new shiny toy for uh Bryce Young to uh throw the ball to. Yeah. Can't it's, say no to that. It's a phenomenal
0: pick. Uh number 13, the New York Jets, Tyree Wilson, edge rusher out of Texas Tech. Uh, this is a guy. He's probably up there on the board. He's probably around the five, six, seven mark as far as like um where he's at on big boards um he falls to 13 you're over the moon about it you're not too cool for pass rush jet Mm -hmm. statement 13
1: yeah um a team that would have salivated to have tyree wilson at number 14 the new england patriots they still get their pass rusher a guy who was flying up boards right now due to his i mean his athleticism is off the charts his potential is just through the fucking moon uh lucas van ness uh edge rusher from iowa he's a guy who's flying up a lot of boards right now i don't know a lot of tape on him i gotta watch and see what he see what he's See what he does well, see what he doesn't do well. Um, but he's flying up draft boards. I'm hearing a lot I, I hear a lot of good things about him. Um, I gotta see for myself to see if it's worth the hype, but I got him going number fourteen overall. Because that also seems like a Bill
0: Belichick move. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they're taking a guy like Kyle Duggar in the first round, who was from a D two college. Second round. what did I say? First. Oh, okay. Either way, he was he was from he was from a D two college, and they're taking him with prime a prime draft pick there now i know kyle duggar was like he was up there like right he was one of the highest rated safeties if not the number one rated safety but taking a chance on a d2 kid with a second round pick is a bold strategy panned out it did pan out it, it absolutely did pan out but that's a strategy only someone as brave enough as bill belichick would do yeah nobody else is taking that pick right um at 15 once again via the Green Bay Packers from them moving up earlier in the draft. The Tennessee Titans select tackle out of Oklahoma, Anton Harrison. Um, They need a a left tackle. Um, Tara Lawan is largely presumed to be leaving in the offseason due to salary cap. He's going to want to get paid. They're not going to have the room to pay him. Um, This was a guy that I could see them taking at 11, but taking someone like Anton Harrison at 11 is reaching a little bit. You fall back four spots. 15. You still get your guy. You're over the moon about it. This makes sense. Who the hell knows who's going to be quarterback over there? I can tell you it's not going to be Ryan Tannehill, whether it's Malik Willis, whether it's Josh Dobbs, who might actually finally get a chance in the NFL. Who knows? Whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr or whoever else could, could be the quarterback there. You got to have a good offensive line, um, help out that run game with Derek Henry, offensive line tackle Anton Harrison. Yeah, moving on to number sixteen. This is a this was a, a team that we contemplated
1: trading up to get their guy. Um, to get this exact guy. To get this exact guy who we have getting ready to come off the board. Um number sixteen overall, the Washington Commanders, we had them taking quarterback Anthony Richardson from the University of Florida. Um I think if it was I think if it was different ownership, um, I think they would have pulled the trigger and definitely traded up to get the guy of the future. The guy they want to lead that franchise. Um I mean the pro comp for Anthony Richardson I've talked about it before is Cam Newton. If it pans out, this kid is gonna be outworld outworldly. Yeah. Like speed. Like he's faster than Cam Newton. He's the same size as Cam Newton and he's had a rocket. Yeah, I mean they're competing fucking with, rocket. They're
0: competing on. with the Eagles for the division year in, year out.
1: Yeah. If he pans out, this is a phenomenal pick at sixteen. Um, again, I had to uh, we contemplated them trading up to who do we have them trade with? Uh we contemplated it with I
3: thought about it with uh Detroit. hmm Vegas, we thought about it with. Yes. And I thought about it with Atlanta too.
0: I thought about it with Philly at ten. I did too. Yeah. I, I also contemplated them at one, moving up the one and getting getting a strong like like yeah. one of the top tier guys. Yeah.
1: Um ultimately they get their guy at sixteen, Anthony Richardson. Quarterback of the future for the Washington Commanders. Yeah, it's a great pick. I mean, as, as, as Commanders being my, my second team, that would be a pick that I would love.
0: Yeah, that'd make you happy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Anthony Richardson fan to begin with.
0: I do like Sam Howell, though, and I think with an opportunity, he could pan out to be something halfway decent.
1: Right, of course. I mean, ultimately, I think they'll end up taking a guy or they'll end up signing a guy along the lines of Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Someone you could get for cheap to come in, spot start maybe, take over for Sam Howe,
3: mentor someone. And then if you spend that draft capital on Anthony Richardson, that would be something that would pan out considerably well. If there was an interior defensive lineman still, still on the board that was worth taking,
1: I would say they could consider him. Um, signs are pointing to Deron Payne leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Their stud... Defensive tackle who had eleven and a half sacks.
0: Yeah, he's he's a damn good defensive tackle. Yeah,
1: he's probably gonna be the highest paid defensive player here coming up in free agency. Um if if somebody like Brian Brees was still there available, I would say he'd probably be the pick at sixteen and they'd pass on the quarterback. Um, but ultimately due to due to lack of options, I mean a corner would be a really, really good pick there as well. Somebody like Devin Witherspoon, who st- who's still on the board for us, Joey Porter Jr., they they could all be they could both be guys who could go to Washington. <clears throat> But, again, Anthony Richardson, 16th overall, Washington Commanders.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really like offensive line help for the Commanders there at 16. That's just me. I th- I think securing up that offensive line is the best move. But at 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers do exactly just that. And they take Broderick Jones, tackle out of Georgia. They need offensive line. Uh, I think they know Kenny Pickett's the guy. They had high hopes that he was going to be the guy. He, so- he showed some flashes at the end of the season. Um, Broderick Jones, the two-year starter at Georgia. He's won back-to-back national titles as the
3: left tackle. So
0: yeah, he's played left tackle in the SEC.
3: Right, he'll be okay in the NFL. We've had what one, two, two guys he's played against. I don't know. They played. Clemson. I don't think they played Clemson. They did. Uh, First game of the year. That was two seasons ago. They still play Clemson. Yeah, still played them. He's played.
1: They two. played Oregon first this season. Ah, uh, that's right. But they played. Um, he's gone up against Will Anderson and uh, Miles Murphy and really Brian Bree. So three guys that are taken in the first sixteen picks. He's gone against the last two years. So mm-hmm. that's definitely a guy who's going to be a stud in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to pick number eighteen, uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, we ha- I have them taking Brian Branch, safety out of Alabama. Uh double dipping on defensive backs here. Christian Gonzalez was pick six. Uh Brian Branch pick eighteen. Again, that's a team that just needs help with um on the back end. So ultimately getting I think the best safety in the draft um at eighteen, who could who could go as high as the top ten, depending on what your team needs, honestly. Um, getting him at 18, that's a hell of a pick for the Lions. Yeah, it's a great pick.
0: Great pick there. 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting guard from Florida, Osiris Torrance. Um, he's largely regarded as the best guard in the draft, Uh, depending on how you rate Peter Skaronsky. some Like I said, some people view him as a guard. He might take the cake there as best guard, and Osiris Torrance is two. Um, offensive line help for the Bucks Can't go wrong with it. They're going to have a lot of pieces leaving that, the Bucks are going to be in shambles this year. I just have a feeling. I have a yeah. feeling it's going to be a really big rebuild. There's going to be a lot of pieces gone. Um, and that that's an anchor in the middle of the line there.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely good, a good way to start your rebuild for sure. Um, pick number twenty in a trade with the Seattle Seahawks. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars moving up to take Devin Witherspoon, in the corner out of Illinois. Uh, defense again. That's a need for the. Uh, for the Jaguars getting somebody who many consider is the best corner in the draft um at pick number 20 uh hell of a hell of a pick uh other people who do mock drafts for for CBS Sports for ESPN for PFF they had Devin Witherspoon as a top 10 pick getting him at 20 I think is a hell of a steal for the, for the Jacksonville Jaguars especially with them picking behind the Chargers the Ravens and the Vikings all three are cornerback needy teams um, so getting ahead of those all three of them to
0: get the guy that you want, hell of a pick. Yeah, you're over the moon about that yeah. one. Um at twenty one, Los Angeles Chargers select him wide receiver from USC Jordan Addison, keep him in him keeping him in sunny LA there. Um like we said, like I said earlier, Keenan Allen's a guy that could be on the move due to salary cap and everything like that. Jordan Addison, very crisp route runner, kind of sort of similar build and everything like that, sort of similar uh, skill set. Um, another guy to pair up with um, Mike Williams on the outside. Yeah, You're going to have to pay Justin Herbert coming up here soon. Um, young, talented wide receiver, keep him loaded with weapons to continue to compete in the AFC. Love that pick for him, wide receiver.
1: Yeah. And then uh number twenty two, this was a guy that I was I was I was really hoping would be here for the Ravens. Um and number twenty two out of the Ohio State University. Wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, this is a guy who Holman does have his concerns with. He was dealing with a with a hamstring injury pretty much the entire year. Yeah. Um a lot of people don't even have him regarded as a, as a first-round pick, which I think is a little bit ridiculous. Um, not not just being a home, not, not homer, not being just a, a fan of Ohio State, but Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson were both first-round picks last year from Ohio State. They both openly said that
3: Jackson Smith and Jigba is better than they are. One of those guys is about to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. This cat is
1: better than both of them. Getting him at number 22, that is, that, I mean, if you, like, if you told me beginning of the year that the Ravens had the opportunity to to draft Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, I would say you're high. I would say, how bad were we? (laughs) Right. Like, how bad, how fucking bad were we? So to get him at 22,
3: that's a hell of a pick. He's not a guy that you can just throw on the outside and say, okay, look, Dominate. He's a slot receiver, but if you put him in the slot, he's going to stay there, and he
1: will dominate in the slot.
0: Yeah, I mean, at that 22 pick, I was fine if we got Jordan Addison or Jackson Smith Ajigba. Both are very talented, sort of similar skill set. Last season, uh, Jordan Addison at Pittsburgh and Jackson Smith Ajigba at Ohio State both had phenomenal seasons. Jordan Addison ended up winning the Best Wide Receiver in the Country award. I think Jordan, I think Jackson, been at Jigba was second or third. He was probably second because he had like fifteen hundred receiving yards or something like that. Yeah, like both had phenomenal seasons. I'm fine if those picks flip flop and the Ravens walk away with Jordan Addison, um, and the Chargers walk away with Jackson Smith at Jigba. Uh, also, being a little bit of a homer, Jordan Addison from Frederick, Maryland. With the Tuscarora, with yeah. the Tuscarora, if he played for the Ravens, I think that's probably a team. If I had to imagine, I don't know where his line stands. I had to imagine, imagine being from Frederick. He probably rooted for the Ravens. So if he got to wear the hometown jersey, I imagine that would probably sit a little different with him too. Yeah, um, but ultimately, Jackson Smith and Jigba, um,
1: guy who I'm a huge fan of, um, the fact that he made it this far is pretty is is pretty surprising to me. Um, so at number twenty two. I think it's a great pick for the Ravens.
0: Absolutely. At twenty three, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, their defense is just terrible, um, as shown by Daniel Jones torching them in the playoff game. Yeah. So for real. they take um one corner that I'm just I'm very high on. I think he like like you said. I mean, he's got a ton of upside. Joey Porter Jr. cornerback from Penn State. Uh, great NFL pedigree. NFL pedigree. Dad played in the NFL. Um, I think he's gonna be a great addition to that secondary. He's not going to be a world beater. He's not going to be a number one corner um, his rookie season. He's not going to be like the, the sauce gardener where he was like a lockdown, shutdown corner um, in the NFL year one. But he's a guy that's going to give you some some quality reps out there and uh, really help shore up that defense. It needs a lot of help, though. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um to go to number 24, the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, this is from the Jacksonville Jaguars in the trade they made earlier in the draft. Um, I have them taking Siak, Siak- That sounds right. Um Interior defensive lineman from the University of Baylor. Um, again, they need a lot of help on defense, hence why they took Jalen Carter. Um, getting a guy who is another guy on the interior defensive line. I think that's a good pick for him. Double dipping might be a little bit much, but I think that's um, you know, that's a point where they want to they want to start on the defense. They already have, I think, the secondary in the corners pretty much shirt up. Yeah, Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen. They have two. They have Jamal Adams and another very good safety whose name is Quandre his? Diggs. Quandre Diggs. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, so they have they already have a very good secondary to begin with. They have Jordan Brooks in the middle in, linebacker. linebacker, getting two guys to be your run stoppers. Um, Ika is a little bit more of a specialist compared to Jalen Carter. He's a guy who, can, who you can leave on the field all three downs. Ika is a little bit more of a run stopper compared to anything else. Um, but, again, having having two guys on the interior defensive line – Nobody's too cool for that.
0: Yeah, you're you're never too cool to win in the trenches. No. Um at twenty five, I have the New York Giants selecting Cam Smith, cornerback out of South Carolina. Um, I think they just need some secondary help. They've they've put a ton of money into the defensive line. They don't really need help there. Uh they could go get a guy like uh any wide receiver left on the board still, and it would be a great pick. They could take a tight end, and that'd be a great pick. Um, I think they just really need to shore up that defense a little bit and um uh, Cam Smith is a guy that can you can put him out there and, and trust that he's going to do well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, playing in South Carolina, he played against big-time opponents, so that's a very good pick there by the Giants. Uh, moving on to the division, uh, division rival, Dallas Cowboys. Um, with the number 26 pick, I have them taking Nolan Smith, no relation to Cam, uh, Ed Rusher from Georgia. Uh, big problem that the Cowboys faced this season is um, their pass rush fell off a cliff. Halfway through, the, halfway through the year, that was really when the that was really when the defense struggled the most. Um, so, going with Nolan Smith with Michael Parsons, I think it's just a match made in heaven there for, for the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't Michael Parsons getting to the pa- to the uh, quarterback, it, nobody was getting home. Right. Um, this next guy that we took at twenty seven was actually somebody we heavily considered at twenty six, and yeah. we'll explain here in a second. The Buffalo Bills at twenty seven select running back out of Texas, B. John Robinson. Um, we talked about it earlier. The Bills cannot run the football. Bijan Robinson is very capable of running the football. Uh, he, he ran for like 700 yards on like 90 carries his freshman year. That's insane. He broke the PFF record with a recorded 104 broken tackles. This year, yeah. He's, he's a freak at the, at the running back position. He, this- almost, he almost broke 10 tackles a game. Yeah, that's just insane to think about. A team like Dallas does make sense to me to take a running back. That seems like a very Jerry Jones move. Um, Tony Pollard broke his leg in the playoff game. Ezekiel Elliott is a huge cap hit and is not very effective when he's on the field. That's a guy I can see them moving off of, and they'll take the dead cat. they'll take the hit, whatever. Um, B. John Robinson, he can catch the football out of the backfield. It's not really what he's known for. So if you have a team like uh, you know the Bills um, or the or the Cowboys, honestly, it makes sense. You can use someone like Naheem Hines or Tony Pollard as your receiving back. Even Devin Singletary for the Bills is very capable of receiving out of the backfield. James Cook, too. James Cook um, makes a ton of sense. B. John Robinson, I could see him going to Dallas, but... Like you said, they need a running mate for Mike, Michael Parsons. Bijan falls at twenty-seven for the Bills. They are over the moon. Yeah, for a team
1: for a team in the Bills that is supposed to be "quote unquote" complete, that's uh, the one gaping hole in the team. They don't have a, they don't have a running back you can rely on. So having Bijan, who is, I think, a top ten talent in the draft. Yeah, um, getting him at twenty-seven is a hell of a pick. Yeah,
0: running back is just isn't a position that you spend top.
1: Draft capital. not anymore. No, yeah, not anymore. I mean, twenty years ago in the early two thousands, John Robinson's in contention to be the number one pick. Yep, he's he's that talented. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, pe- people compared his skill set to Reggie Bush. Yeah, i I heard it, which is insane to think about. Reggie Bush is an all time generational college football athlete.
0: Won a Heisman but got it stripped from him.
1: Yeah, won a Heisman but didn't officially win a Heisman. Um, so this this. this that guy's the truth. If the Ravens didn't have such a big, have other big needs, trust me. If I would be screaming if we got him at 22, I'd still be screaming now. I'd be a little bit more irritated because we have other bigger needs, but yeah, I'd be a little upset. But still, he's that, he's, he is that good of a running back.
0: He makes any team better. Oh, for sure.
1: Um, at number 28, the Cincinnati bungholes. Um, I don't care. I'm going to take, I'm going to take every jab I can. I, I'm here for it. Um, it's looking like they're going to lose Jesse Bates. I think he's going to command more money elsewhere. And to, uh, again, with Joe Burrow's contract coming up, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, all those guys, they're going to need contract extensions. Some there's going to be people that are the odd man out. I think that's Jesse Bates. With that said, I think they'd bring in Antonio Johnson, uh, safety out of Texas A and M to fill that Jesse Bates role. Uh, he was a do it all guy at A and M, a shit A and M team. I will say that team was shit.
0: Yeah, they weren't very good.
1: Um. But he was one of the very few bright spots that the, the secondary was. Uh, they have another guy who's going to go in the, within the first three rounds, Jalen Jones. Um, yeah, he's fallen off boards too. Yeah, uh, but he, he's still uber talented. Oh yeah. Um. So that 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 is one thing that I will give Jimbo Fisher. He's always done very good with secondary players. Uh, that's how it was at Florida State with Jalen Ramsey. That's how it is now at uh, Texas A with Antonio Johnson.
0: Um. So. Replacement for Jesse Bates, they're 28. Yeah, it's, it's it's a good pick for a shit organization. Um, At 29, the Denver Broncos, via Miami, via San Francisco. Via Miami from San Francisco as a part of the Bradley Chubb trade. That was a part of the Trey Lance trade. Bingo. Yeah, that's a mess. Um, At 29, Denver Broncos select cornerback from Georgia, Keely Ringo. Um, I really like this pick for them. They have a stud corner in... um. Patrick Sertan over there. Keely Ringo is another guy. You can throw him over there. You're like, hey, you take the number two. He's got the number one. You can take the number two. You fucking got this. You got it. Um, he was a damn good corner at Georgia. I don't know why he's falling down board so much. Consistency issues at at, at Georgia. There there were there
1: were times where he was a little bit of a liability on the outside. Um he had trouble with he I mean, he had trouble on coverage. That's that's the only reason why he's fallen down as far as he has. Um, but with that said, same thing with um if you if you look back to Broderick Jones, he was a two year starter. Yep. On a two time national championship winning team, defense was the, defense was the strength of that Georgia team. He had the interception to seal it for the first national championship.
0: Yeah, I mean Keely Ringo kind of. I mean he gets I guess a fair comparison is he reminds me a little bit of like a Trayvon Diggs. Like, kind of like a boomer or bust kind of guy, but when he's playing on, good night. You don't want to throw his way. Right. And if your option's throwing at Keeley Ringo, which, once again, if he's on, good night. What are you going to throw at Keeley Ringo or Patrick, Patrick Sertan?
1: Yeah, Patrick Sertan, Patrick Sertan, who's always on, or a guy who can be on, can be off. You know, um,
0: I saw a thing that says Keeley Ringo had it over over speed of 26 miles an hour which means he ran somewhere around 23 miles an hour which is faster than any ball carrier in the nfl this past season almost a full mile per hour faster yeah so keely ringo's got the speed he can stick with any wide receiver um i just i really like that pick for him another running mate for patrick yeah that's
1: like tyree kill speed yeah like legitimately and this this kid's in college and he's only gonna get better yep so i like that pick for him uh, at number thirty, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, of course, this is all—all all these these next four picks: Bengals, uh, the Broncos from Miami, from San Francisco, uh, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. Those are all dependent on how these four games, on how these two games play out uh, this weekend. Um, but right now, the Kansas City Chiefs um, are picking number thirty. I have them taking Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College. <coughs> this is a guy who I didn't really have a whole lot of information on. Holman really got me hip to him uh, he's a guy who's flying up draft boards he's he's super super technical with his routes um looks like he can run any route in the book he's he's got the speed he's got the hands um the rich just get richer they're gonna lose juju they're gonna lose miko Harman so adding another wide receiver at the top end of the round for again a team that's supposed to be quote unquote complete um going with a def- going with a defender here uh would not have been a bad idea either no um
3: Corner would have been a corner would have been a good idea. I was in consideration for giving them Eli Ricks, um,
1: Keely Ringo probably was going to be my pick for them at number thirty. Uh, but taking Zay Flowers, position of strength, keep giving Patrick Mahomes someone to throw to because as long as he's throwing to people, trust me, they're going to be a hard team to beat.
0: Yeah, they absolutely are. Yeah, Zay Flowers is a guy that I'm high on. <clears throat> to me, he reminds me kind of uh, more of like a a Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs esque type of player. I'm not saying that he matches their talent uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but like like you said, real technical route runner. Has has great breaks. Um, he breaks his routes off really, really well. Has good hands. Just a crisp route runner. Uh, I love that pick for them. Losing a bunch of people. Need a good route runner out there. And at 31, Eagles. Select Eli Ricks, cornerback from Alabama. Um, there's talks about James Bradbury potentially being on the move. Um, if they're going to be able to afford him or not. Excuse me, he might have just been a one-year rental for him. Paid off very well. He's played phenomenal for them. Um, So somebody else to, excuse me, have a running mate with uh, Darius Slay, who's also getting up there in age. Eli Rex just makes a ton of sense. Yeah, you
1: know, if, if you looked at some of these mock drafts that people were doing three months ago, Keely Ringo, Eli Ricks, they were the first two guys off the board. Yep. They both had consistency issues. In college, and that's why they've fallen so far down in the in, in the draft. Um, but getting getting two guys, Keely Ringo, Eli Rex. We already talked about Keely Ringo, but getting Eli Rex at the, at the back end of the first round for a team that's so deep as it is, I mean that that's who at at that point consistency that's not really a big deal. Once you get to the NFL level, you know you'll re- refine your skills, you'll get better, you'll become more technical, and you'll end up that consistency will then become, um more pro- more prominent for you as opposed to your old older older ways that kind of got you in trouble more often in college.
0: Yeah, exactly. A lot of mentorship going on there too. Um he uh Eli Riggs will be just fine in the NFL I, I think. Yeah, for sure.
1: But <clears throat> that is Mock Draft 3.0. Unlike Mock Draft 2.0, I will be posting this one for for everybody to see. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like.
3: Um One thing that Holman and I did talk about, um, while we were sick, um, this is kind of where the episode takes a turn down, uh, Raven's way (laughs) past Utah street down to the Raven's walk. Um.